Ladies and gentlemen, we are live. It is Monday, February 7th, 2022. Thank you all so much for joining us for the Voice of Reason podcast. My name is Sean Phillips, and as always, I am joined alongside my not one but two co-hosts, Mr. Andy Van Beber and Travis Kirkendall. Gentlemen, how are we doing on this lovely Monday evening? Well, I can say we're digging out now. I mean, hey, we're no longer in the... uh... I don't know how much snow you guys got, but I was, I am a lot, a lot. Did you guys? Yeah, get... we had quite a bit here, but it's pretty much cleared up now as far as the roads go. Yeah, well, we're still we're still learning on how to try to uh, plow snow down in northeast Missouri. So, yeah, it uh, you know, it never ceases it to bad. amaze My me. My dad didn't even go to work until Friday. Yeah, yeah, we were out. We were out Tuesday. We... Excuse me, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and we were, um, it was, it was not, <laughs> I'm, re- I, I will say this, I did get quite a, I did something I haven't done in a while, worked on a book, and I'm reading, that I'm reading, and I'm almost through with it, and it is quite, quite, quite the uh, interesting book, so. Now, what are you reading? It is by uh, a gentleman who was the, well, he's still the. Uh, lead guitarist for Corn. It was called "Eyes with My Eyes Wide Open." Uh, Brian Welch, and mm. it tells the story of his, you know, leaving Corn after he converted to Christianity. He left Corn, and it talked about him struggling with all of his—I mean, all of his demons—from addiction to just grow, you know, raising his daughter. And then, you know, he kind of, you know, he paints the picture of uh you know this guy he got involved with as far as he said he was a christian businessman the guy ended up stealing millions of dollars from brian welch and then how he came out of that it's just it's a really it's a really good book so i mean i'm not a corn fan by any shape of the imagination but i'm intrigued by people who you know high high profile people who make conversions to christianity and then but and now he's taught the the whole crux of the book is getting back to where he he joined he's going to rejoin corn in this book and of course he is in corn now back with corn now and he's talking about how uh he's using that uh as a way to reach people for god so i thought it's a really good book yeah that that actually does sound That's pretty interesting, interesting. I, uh, check it out. I i am with you <laughs> on the uh, i i don't typically listen to too much corn um however i i know who they are and i have heard uh, a handful of their songs so definitely uh yeah i mean for for that for that genre for that group of music that's actually kind of interesting to kind of hear that um that side of thing travis how about you how are uh, how are things going in chicago land for you right now Everything's great. Like I just got done telling you guys, uh, hopefully next time we do the show, it'll be in, from the new place. So fingers crossed the weather stays good for us and there's no issues from the studio. Um, actually I had the day off today, which was pretty nice. Took care of just moving stuff and me and her caught up on stuff we needed to. So yeah, good. you guys went to a pretty cool little coffee shop or something. It looked like today. Yeah, too. it was really cool. It's called 2d restaurant. And like the whole layout is like, it's it's 2d like everything's like the artwork everything's black and white like i, I don't really know how to explain cool. it other than uh if you're listening google google search to uh 2d restaurant in chicago 
don't know why it's called restaurant because it's just a little coffee shop but it's uh pretty cool she saw it on like uh like some like travel page for chicago or whatnot and we went and checked it out It it was pretty cool I do want to put a side note on there too for all of our listeners. If you haven't, if you follow us on Facebook, you will see that we have created a new side group. It is called the Voice of Reason Weekly Poll Group. And this is a way uh, I just created this yesterday. Um, and from time to time, well, every week we'll have a try to have a poll in some kind of regards to what we're talking about. And uh, we also put a, a, to- a poll on uh, Twitter this week. And I'm actually just reading the results of our poll so far. Um, but if you listen to us on uh, Voice of Reason podcast, please go to the Facebook page, like that, and then go over to the group tab, click on that, and then the Voice of Reason, uh, then you just join our little uh, poll page. So that's just another little uh, facet that you can get involved with here on the podcast. Yeah, it's definitely um, as as we kind of continue to shape things up and get things a little bit more um, moving and and rolling along with the podcast, we're going to have a lot more interaction um, kind of off off of the the show necessarily. I know that for some of our listeners, uh, if you guys like listen on Spotify and you don't necessarily listen to us live on Facebook, um, you guys aren't necessarily able to to comment and get involved necessarily during the show. Um, However, yeah, yeah, you guys can get involved this way by um, going through the polls and then we kind of discuss those things. I do believe they're also going to be on Twitter as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yeah. It's uh, where for some odd reason, our our broadcast software doesn't it's not we it's it's kind of janky on getting us on on Twitter. But just on, on that note to add, we do now have also a Twitch channel. We have Voice of Reason podcast 2021 on Twitch. I was kind of researching other places where we could put up podcasts, and Twitch actually has a large number of podcasts on their channel. I thought it was always just for gaming and sports, but it also has podcasts. So we are now available on Twitch at Voice of Reason Podcast 2021. So add that to your list, and hopefully that's also another way that we can um, get our stuff out there. And one thing I, I can say, and this this goes for like I'm doing it right now currently, and so you guys, if if Travis and Andy, if you guys have your phones available off to the side, but I, I learned a kind of a, a Twitch hack. Um, so if you guys are listening, and whether or not you're with listening to us currently, like live, or if you guys do listen to us on Spotify, whenever it is that you guys listen, if it's listening to us later. If on Mondays, 9 p.m. is typically the go time that we typically go live for our shows. And if you follow the Facebook page, we're pretty good about addressing, hey, might be another day of the week. I will kind of throw this in real quick. Next week, we will be live um, February 15th, that Tuesday, just so we can have Valentine's Day for the ladies so we don't get stabbed in our sleep. Um, However, if – and this is – again, I – I completely understand if you guys listen to us, whether it's on Spotify, Apple podcast, wherever it is, we are super appreciative. What you can do to help us is if you guys are still awake and you don't typically listen to us on Facebook at nine o'clock live, if you could go to Twitch and if you guys could just click our link and then let it play, even if it's in the background, like if you have an extra computer or an extra or a phone, wherever it is, if you guys do that for us, right, as we get more views, 
essentially Twitch kind of has like whoever has the most live viewers at the time, they're at the very top. And then whoever's next is kind of below them, and then below them, and then below them, below them. So, so many people get buried in the middle with zero viewers. But if you start to even get like four or five live at a time, you pop up in like the top page on Twitch. Mm -hmm. And so that's how you can generate a lot more listeners and viewers. So if you guys have the option, um, I'm just going to throw that out there before we get into today's discussion, since we are going to be live on Twitch. Typically, if you guys could at least just follow the page and, and then put us on in the background or something like that, even if you want to save yes. uh, save the actual listening for your Monday or your Tuesday morning drive, whatever, uh, it'd be greatly, greatly appreciated. So, um, but yeah, we, we've definitely got um, quite the discussion to kind of get into today. I know things have kind of been we've been full for the crazy, last two weeks. yeah, I know, crazy uh, to say to say the least with what is happening in the world. And for us as uh, new podcasters, um, I definitely think we, by not doing, we have learned a lot by listening and watching um, just kind of what has happened in a whirlwind of different things um, in the public eye for, for entertainers, for podcasters, for talk show hosts in general. So where do we where do we want to start, guys? Is, well, are we, is I'll there a timeline? I'll, I'll start out by asking this: What is, and don't think too hard because for me it's really easy. But what do you consider to be the dumbest thing that you have said that you wish you could have phrased differently or taken back, or what's what's what do you guys consider the dumbest thing you've ever said in your life? It just, I'll, I'll I'll start so. As a teacher, and I have stuck my foot in my mouth many a times, but I have said, I have made various, um, how should I say, politically incorrect comments, or I have said something to a student, and I've flown off the handle, and I get an email from my boss, or I get a letter from, or an email from a parent or a phone call, and I automatically regret what I said, but yet there's other times that I've made a statement that to others sounds stupid and I've stood by it and I've, you know, been burned by it, but I stick by certain things I, I'll hold my ground to. So what do you guys consider to be the dumbest thing or the silliest thing or just something that just slipped out and you wish you could have took back? Oh, jeez. Sean's going through his memory. Uh, I know I could probably. There's got to be better things than this. I I just the first thing I thought of. I remember back in high school, I called a girl fat to her face and got slapped in the face for it. That was pretty pretty stupid. But I there's I've said a lot of a lot of stupid things. I can't really think of. I don't know, I'll, I'll try to think of a good one. Sean, what do you got? I probably anything and everything. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it just stems from like so much like, you know, when I think, you know, when, when I'm younger and I, I really didn't understand the power of words and um, I didn't understand other people and, and what it could have been and just little things and, you know, whether they they were like, you know, as a kid. For example, just use this as an example, like 
saying something's gay or going on. Yeah, that's they're retarded. perfect. Things, things like perfect. those, you know, just those kind of things. Because again, it's one of those one of those things that you kind of go on and you, and you you learn. You know, it just kind of resonates on like, okay, how does how does it really affect those that you don't really you know know? And it, and again, I always think there's a time and place for everything. Like again, as as someone that has done stand up and someone that appreciates stand up, I am a firm believer that. And and Daniel Tosh has a bit that he kind of hits the 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 nail on the head where he's like, anything can be funny if you can write a good joke about it. Um, and I'm not saying that to like, for you know comedy's sake i'm just saying like i have seen for doing open mics i have seen people make say stupid things on stage try to make jokes and they don't hit and they're they're terrible jokes um ones that you might say are offensive and i have seen individuals try to use words or phrases and they're open and and they they just they they don't hit i've heard other people use those same words same phrases and the joke hits so um yeah pro- probably something like that just being young and dumb and and not really truly understanding what what the words meant who they hurt and and that kind of thing so i'm going to i'm going to repeat a statement that i've said many times in my history class and i want to see which if you guys agree with it and I'm sure you probably will, but I'm going to say it anyway, just for just for the record. The First Amendment, freedom of speech, not only protects it protects the speech you like and agree with, but it also protects the speech that you hate and disagree with. Correct. Yes. yes. <clears throat> so when someone makes a statement, and this is the angle that I want to go with tonight. We have three statements that we're going to talk about separately and maybe one more than the other or anything else. But for those of you who followed last, I believe it happened last Wednesday on the view, uh, um, Whoopi Goldberg made a statement that was not in the best interest. I'm going to play this clip real quick. And uh, let's hear what you... Well, I'll play it, and then we'll come back to you guys. The Holocaust isn't about race. No. No. It's well, not about maybe race. Maybe ethnicity. Yeah, they no, consider it's Jews about, a different it, race. But it's, it's not about race. It's not about well, race. What is it about? Because you, it's about man's inhumanity to man. That's what it's about. But it's about white supremacy. It's well, about but going it's not, after it's not about and, ideal and race. It's it's but these are two Romans. white groups of people. Well, they're how do we have to black people see too. them as white and they, But you're missing the point. You're missing yeah. the point. Yeah. The minute you turn it into race, it goes down this alley. Let's talk about it for what it is. It's how people treat each other. It's a problem. It doesn't matter if you're black or white, because black, white, Jews, uh, Italian, everybody eats each other. So is it, if you're uncomfortable, if you hear about mouse, should you be worried? Should, should... So what, what, what comes of that is... So what? And just to say, Whoopi was suspended. She's been suspended from uh, the View for two weeks. The I View believe. for two weeks, 
And the president of ABC issued an apology statement, basically apologizing to all their Jew. I mean, probably hundreds, if not thousands, of Jewish employees that work for ABC. Um, and she is, and the problem I had, and this is, I don't support this statement whatsoever. I'll just go out on the limb and say that first. I do not support that statement whatsoever, but when she said that statement, the president of ABC then issues the following statement and says, well, they sh we're, she, we, we're, I'm going to ask her for time to reflect upon the statement she made. Okay, so when, I, when, we, when we come to this, this woman is 65 years old. I looked up her age. She's 65 years old. <clears throat> and she is, you know, controversial. She was back in the 80s, great comedian, loved her, loved her stand up. Uh, whenever they did their, they did their uh, comic relief every year, her, Robin Williams and Billy Crystal did it. I always try to catch a little bit of it when it was on HBO. Always great stuff. But first of all, you know, do you guys, th first of all, let's just, I'm going to play devil's advocate. Is her, what do you think about her statement? Let's just say that. What do you think about that statement? I think it was, I think she was speaking on something that, how do I word it? It was a very, there was like no intelligence. And I, that's how bad I think that statement was. She will, I feel like she did not, think about what she was saying in the moment. Like, I, I don't think she really thought about what she was saying when she made that statement. Like you made, you brought up, we started this conversation with, do we say things? Have we said things in the past that, you know, we regret and wondered why the hell did we say that? I would like to hope that when she made that comment, she was in her head like, why the fuck did I say right. that? Or what, <laughs> what am I trying to, I don't know. It's Sean. It was such a bad statement. I don't know how to like justify anything she was trying to say because it doesn't make any sense to me. What I heard was, "Well, it's white on white." That's exactly what I heard, but and th that that doesn't that's not the point. Like they were being killed because they were Jewish. Sean, what do you think? Yeah, and that's you know, go ahead. No, I, um, it's yeah, it's one of the most idiotic statements I've ever heard. And again, I think it just comes from a place of being uneducated and not having knowledge of that situation. I'm not saying that Whoopi Goldberg is stupid. I'm not saying that she's uneducated. I'm saying that when it came to this specific thing that she wanted to talk about, she was incredibly wrong. Um, I mean, first and foremost, what, what was it that Hitler wanted? The Aryan race, Aryan race. the a Aryan race. race. Okay. Yes. yes. And so, and a big thing, and I was having this conversation earlier on this week is when this, when this came out, because we as a society have changed, even from the early 1900s, things have changed. Okay. If we go back, right. I, I'm going to use, because I'm Irish, I'm going to use the Irish people as an example. Mm -hmm. When, uh, was it? two three four hundred bc when we migrated to ireland and we we fast forward throughout history right and we and you always hear you always hear how there was this 
um, the the British rule over Ireland throughout history. And we we look at like when people like when you hear the argument about like the pe- people that are Irish hate people that are British, okay, mm-hmm. and the Brits hate the Irish. Well, it it doesn't stem because they hated them because they were Irish. Now that that had nothing to do with it. it if you really want to get down to the bare the 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 meat potatoes of it, it mostly came to religion. But the thing is, back then, right? If you if let's I'll, we'll fast forward to like the 1900s. If you looked at it, if they weren't necessarily it, it, the 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 rivalry, the anger. Okay, it didn't stem from like ah we just we just hate them because they're they're not Catholic. We hate them because they're not turning into Protestants. This is why we're so mad. It stemmed down to they were like they're Irish and we don't like them. Okay, even though they were white, they were looked as a different race. Okay, and and you can fast forward and and that's exactly yeah, how eugenic, it was with the e- Jewish people. It's eugenics. It, it it's the same thing when like when you know we when when like if someone makes like a a joke about an Italian or like, or it, would it be considered offensive as me with Irish heritage being born in America? If I was to go around talking to like a, an Italian guy in the wave of my hands that, you know, why is that not always brought up? Okay. Because that is it, is that not offensive? Is that a non-issue because Italians typically look more like me now racism is clearly an issue okay and it is reasons like this statement that whoopi goldberg made about how the holocaust was a white on white issue white on white crime issue yes is it goes to show how race is so much more than just a black or a white issue and i think that's where it's being forgotten because like if we want to go like back in time, if we just want to talk about like op- oppression, it, oppression is is has been God. It just depended on when you showed up to one certain place at a certain time throughout history, and unfortunately, right now we are at a part of time where oppression in America, okay, is typically found in individuals that have dark skin. That is where oppression in America is right now. That doesn't mean that that has always been how oppression has worked throughout history. Race is not just a black and white no, issue. There's there's so much more to it because uh, you could go anywhere else in the world and and it, it, it could be different. And so that's 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 where my issue is. It's just like she's wrong because of what what she sees oppression here. That's how she sees it. But if if look at, I mean, look at, look at, look at how it is. Like you, people in Israel and Palestine, okay. Like to them, to them, oh, it, it's not just religion; it's race. It is race. It's, yeah. it's Israelis and Palestinians, and that's who's fighting. It's a race issue. It, it's, it's so like even I, I, I'll never forget like when I was a freshman in college, I had I met. Um, I was buddies with a guy. I had met a guy who was in my class. He was from Nepal. And he absolutely hated people from India. Mm-hmm. And he had all kinds of, of like, he would just see, like, it was it was so wild. Like, he would just throw random stuff out. Like, we're, I don't even know what the words were. But I was like, what does that even mean? And he's like, ah, oh, it's because he's from India. And I was like, Aren't, isn't Nepal kind of close to India? And he's like, yeah. yeah. And, and so I was just like, I'm 
so confused here and he's like but it's it's there's there's so much more like it's not just a black and white issue and i, I just think that's where it was missed and 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 comp- i think it was just a matter of trying to compare here's what we see you know around here and in other parts of the world where it's like mainstream versus there's such a deeper underlying issue I think. okay so let me take it a step further all right and this is to stir the pot on purpose okay first of all you know i have problems when they when they call the show the view that's what it was on the view instead of saying a you know a view you know <laughs> stuff that is put out on this show and it's it and they had i mean what this year i think marks 25 years for the view and they are you know they are they are a large they have a large viewer base conservative you know all of these different conservative radical left they 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 they, they and they have everybody on that on that on that channel but saying that the president of the abc saying okay now you need to take two weeks off and think about what you said i mean that's like to me that's like saying it's something i would say to my 11 year old why did you say that well i said it because it was my view and therefore okay but if i said that to my 11 year old and, and I, to me that's the most ignorant thing for me to say is like, why did you say that you need to think about what you said okay i'm thinking Okay, Whoopi at the end of the day, and of course they twisted her arm and they forced her, you know, and she she gave her, the next day she gave her apology, which began her, and that was the beginning of her, of her, okay. So now, now in the name of free speech, now I do not agree with that comment, but, and this is a heavy but, why 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 should she why, should she be should that be condemned or should it just say okay well, is that's just your view i mean you get what i'm saying i mean I, I i think sometimes we we expect everything to be in this nice with free speech we're expecting something to be in this free this nice neat little box that if it if, if there's something that comes out of that that we don't like, oh, and th- and that goes back to our episode shoot, back probably episode ten or fifth at episode ten or fifteen when we did the cancel culture episode, you know. Well, isn't it kind of weird? Like, the the only th- so, and look, I'm one of those individuals where I, you know if it, I don't think that again, it all boils down to hey, what does the network want? If the network thinks, wow, that's terrible, you got to go, then you got to go. I, I, I mean, you, you understand, like, it's, that happens sometimes, like, in any job. If you were to say something on accident or, or, you know, or just say something, maybe you didn't mean it at the time, or it just, you know, you you you, you got mad or say you're bartending and you yell at a, at a customer, right? That's the kind of outburst that you have. Well, all of a sudden, you're fired. Like, those kind of things just happen all the time in any job. Did you say I can't remember? Is it was is the view an ABC or an NBC? It's ABC. It's ABC. Okay, so <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, and I might be mistaken, but I'm fairly certain that the gal, she was the actress in The Mandalorian. Yes, was fired. Yes, for 
was it anti-Semitic comments uh, or, or a I'll, post that no she compared she compared I remember exactly what it was now on her Instagram she posted a story that was comparing wearing a mask and like the starting of vaccine mandates comparing it to Nazi Germany and that got her fired from Disney Disney owning ABC or be you know so it's it's weird now that yes you have another another individual that is came out with a pretty negative stance on the Holocaust, and but maybe you know I I just it's it's one of those things where we're never gonna have there's never gonna be a standard like ah if you say this you're you're axed like it's always just gonna come down to hey I love the I love the term uh, you hear it in. Um, Oh gosh, and now I'm, I'm gonna forget it. It's it's be who you can afford to be, you know. Like if if you are of a importance person and the company knows that, then they're gonna go out on a limb and they're gonna take the backlash. But if they think they can still profit off your name afterwards, they're gonna keep riding with it. There's a lot of people probably that really like Whoopi Goldberg on the View. Well, let me and, read, can I let me read? So this was yeah, Gina. Ahead. This was Gina Carano's response and this was this so this was last year correct sean this was when this went down. yeah 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 okay so she, her instagram post read jews were beaten in the streets not by nazi soldiers but by their neighbors even by children because history is edited most people don't today don't realize t- that to get to the point where nazi soldiers could easily round up thousands of jews the government first made their own neighbors hate them simply for being jews how is that any different from hating someone for their political views? I, you know, that that's not apples to oranges. That's apples to apples. Mm-hmm. That's apple. And I could see, you know, because we are ramping up, and again, what our podcast is about is about having open discussion and saying, all right, here's my statement. How do you feel about it? And instead of saying, "Oh, I don't, I don't agree with it," and here's why, we get extremely butthurt, and so, oh my gosh, we need to censor what you say. And and we're going to get to this in another in another statement here. We're going to compare a like statement here in a second, and then we'll get to another one. That's when I asked this on our on our on on our uh, survey group this week. The question was asked. What, um, what do you feel? Let me get the right, the exact wordage that I put to this, so I don't mess up my own quote. But I, uh, the the thing, the thing that I said, where was it? Where was it? How do you respond to speech that isn't in line with your views? And we only have six people who who were on our group now, but. Uh, the major, all of the votes went to. I believe in free speech as long as it doesn't bring harm to anyone. So my question is this, and again, devil's advocate, is Whoopi Goldberg's comment bringing harm to anyone? Physically, no. So, so it depends on your definition of harm. Okay, right. Depends on who. It depends so, on who. Yes. All right. So let's, feelings. Let, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and draw that line. Then what? What's the line? Then go ahead, Travis. I would say, as, as if 
you know, if you're not physically hurting, because you can't physically hurt somebody with words, I guess, right? So I don't know. It's it's a hard, it's it is a hard line to draw because you know the First Amendment, you know, it can it can go both ways, like you said. And it's like, well, do we do we cancel Whoopi Goldberg for saying a stupid comment? And it's like, well, I mean, you made a good point earlier. She was you are technically in your right to say whatever the hell you want. I think it's where people, where we as a society draw the line is, do we morally agree with this or not? And if we morally agree with it, cool, say whatever you want. And if we don't, we have a problem with it. But our first amendment also gives freedom of speech. So it's like this, it's, and to, to go off what Sean was saying earlier, I think what be it had such a weird name. I think her comment on the, uh, you know, her Holocaust comment was way different than the actress's use of comparing masks to Nazi Germany. I think that's a, I don't understand why that was. Well, and, you know, she, I believe that what Gina, Gina's comment was dealt with saying, you know, I think she was trying to bring awareness to this very thing. When you make a statement that, goes counter to what somebody else believes do you you know how angry what is your level of anger going to be we we are trying to we are trying to align every bit of speech to be acts absolutely non-threatening non-hurt feelings and Sean, I, I want to go back. You're, when you talk about stand-up comics, now I've been to your show, and if an outside stranger came into Sean, Sean, and the reason why I love Sean as a comic is because he doesn't. When it comes to a a comic, you you knew how to read the room, and you were feeding off of the energy, and you said stuff that was even more and more and more and more shock. You know, it was shocking, but it was. It, that level of humor. And I don't even think it's about knowing your audience either, either in this case, because Whoopi was saying, here's what I think as, and we don't know, we don't know things from her view because she is a black woman living in America mm -hmm. who grew up in a time, probably during the, she's 65 years old. So she definitely went through segregationist times as, as a child. She saw that. And I think what she was doing there is she's comparing her her basis of her understanding of what racism is. And she's, I mean, it, obviously it's going to have her own bias slant to it because she lived through it. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, which is like exactly why, That's a good point. you know, I'm, I'm not saying like, I, I, I because I, I I think she's wrong. I want to make it very clear. Yes, I think yes. she's very oh, wrong. Oh, I do too. Yeah. But I I don't think that it was out of like a place of like, you know, being angry or trying to say like ah oh, it was. It's just like, again, you she would she wouldn't understand because maybe she's never had that conversation. Like, if she's never had that conversation with you know um, a woman or a man who was a child that went through the Holocaust, and ask any of them, ask any of them if they thought it was a race issue. And I can pretty much guarantee you they'll tell you it was a hundred percent a race issue. And 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 so yeah, I just think it's um a comparison of experiences. And that's always just you you can't do it. Like um, everyone's different and 
you know, it's easy to, you know, want to walk a, a mile in someone's shoes, but unfortunately, like we're not all Cinderella, like right, <laughs> they right. don't always fit. So, well, let me go. So, and this is the last thing I want to say about whooping, I want to get into another speech that was made. Um, so I remember you guys are, you guys were probably middle school, maybe even elementary school. Michael Vick was still playing football. Michael Vick mm-hmm. was the quarterback for Atlanta Falcons, Falcons and then was it Phil? Did he come back and play? Then for he went to Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Yeah. So and she caught. Uh, I remember. I still remember this because I, I have a football fan. I remember when Michael Vick was arrested, and he was you know, and he was put on trial and all that stuff, and they found him guilty and everything else like that. But at that time, Whoopi said, "Look." I don't condone dogfighting, but let's look at the background where this guy came from. He is a black African-American from the South where dogs are viewed as sport, and that was part of it. And he, she didn't really defend him, but she could see where he was coming from. And she caught a lot of flack for, oh, you know, I mean, PETA was just like, oh, my God, can you say that, you know? <laughs> but Twitter wasn't around back then. So. No, yeah, and if Twitter would, would have been around back then, they would have drug her name through the mud again. But again, your level of speech is 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 what is, is should be monitored to the point to where it's not. And I'm going to use a word that has been coming out a lot about this next speech: uh, incendiary. That can create if your speech is meant to create a problem, then you know. <sighs> You have to watch out. So I'm. I want to move forward then with this, and unless you guys had anything further you want to say about Whoopi. No, I was just going to say just whenever we get to the next speech, don't make sh- make sure you don't use the word that uh, is uh, the reason why why we're having such a such well, a conversation this evening. There's so so there is so much to the speech, and what I'm going to play, uh, I'll play a few minutes of this clip. This was from, this was two weeks ago, uh, this was a week ago, Saturday, in Conroe, Texas, and this was a humongous crowd that Donald Trump, he has these, what are called the Save America rallies, and the Save America rally is basically just him starting on the campaign tour, or campaign trail three years too early, and so I'll play this <laughs> clip. And uh, again, I'll play a little bit of it and then we'll come back to it. Uh, but I have turned my mic off so everybody can hear it. So just bear with us for a second. Prosecutors are vicious, horrible people. They're racist and they're very sick. They're mentally sick. They're going after me without any protection of my rights by the Supreme Court or most other courts. In reality, they're not after me, they're after you. And I just happen to be the person that's in the way. That's what they're after. It's been going on for years. And you want to hear one just to get off this subject, but you want to hear one, I just said, I got to put this down because it's so crazy. So just listen to this to top it all off about how crooked the DA's office in New York is. They couldn't get anything on me after years. So Hillary Clinton's law firm, Paul Weiss, Rifkin, Wharton and Garrison, a big and powerfully connected Democrat firm in New York, run by, listen to this one, Chuck Schumer's brother, 
sent one of their biggest partners, Mark Pomerantz, partner of the firm, who took a leave of absence from the law firm and two of their best younger lawyers to the district attorney's office to work there full-time for free. How the hell do you like that? I got Hillary Clinton's law firm trying to prosecute me. This is the most corrupt system. So I've got the firm. Than that. Just last week in Virginia, one of these unscreened refugees was convicted of molesting a. And everyone knows it. You know who knows it more than anyone else? The Democrats. Just yesterday, we had a giant victory in the great state of Pennsylvania. A statewide court ruled that the practice and of no excuse mail-in ballots put in place the, by Democrats right before the stolen election is illegal. It's not exactly where I wanted, but he made another comment about, uh, and you guys go ahead and talk for a little bit, but just... Give a, give a little background about this speech, Sean, while I look for this clip real quick. Yeah, so if I'm not mistaken, uh, this is the one where he, he's he's trying to give himself or give the um, insurrection rioters their, their pardon, correct? Yes, that is correct. Yeah, so again, I think it just kind of, I, I think of the meme from Futurama of the old man yelling at a cloud kind of thing. Um Really, like you said, we're we're getting to the point now where, when it comes time for primaries and when we when we start to get to election season again, it's going to be interesting, and we're going to see a lot more of this kind of stuff on our televisions day in day out. We we've kind of been, you know, free from it for a little bit, but I mean, just right off the bat, you know he's continuing to fuel that fire that was what that was started all the way back in 2014 uh when he was being elected and hillary clinton and her emails and all that good stuff was was the the front-running thing on the on the hot press to work against her and and here you have her crowd chanting lock her up lock her up and so it's it's interesting but again like we're talking about and what we've been talking about this is one of this is kind of where danger starts um and where things start to get messy travis what do you think yeah it goes back to you know we go back to are is what the person's saying going to cause harm and you look at his comments and you said it's fuel to the fire you're trying to get people angry. You're trying to get people fired up. You're trying to get people to resist and to go out to the streets and, you know, the protest, do whatever. And again, free speech is, is he allowed to go on stage and just say a bunch of crazy shit to get people hyped up and do stuff? Or do we say, no, you can't do that. We, you're not allowed to say that on stage. Okay. Then, is that free speech? You know, it's it's a really, I 
I want to defend free speech so much. I want to, I, part of me wants to say, you know what, let Trump go on stage and say whatever he wants. Because my biggest fear is that say we start to, we start to limit free speech to stuff like that. My fear is that if we begin to limit the outrageous things people say, we slowly, slowly, slowly start taking away more things and more things. Like I think it's a real slippery slope when we start to do that. So again, it's such a hard question to answer if you really actually think about it. And it's, I mean, look what happened with Rogan, which I don't know if we're going to get to that today too, but I mean, like people are trying to take him down for the stuff he's saying. And it's like, I don't, I don't know where you draw the line. I really don't. I mean, we talked about, you know, if it's going to physically harm people, you should, you know, it probably shouldn't be said, but then again, the question is, all right, are we limiting free speech? I don't know. I, I hate the idea of limiting speech, like I said, so. Right. And, and, and we'll probably we... get into the, the, the Rogan situation. Cause that's a whole different um, can of worms to dig into probably at a, at a later date. Um, if we run out of time tonight, but the, the big thing is like, you know, free speech it's again it's funny because there's there's such a gray area because you know like i'm trying to you know think like when we go on the well will it what will it cause harm or can it cause harm well you know look at hitler and what he was able to do with quote unquote free speech but then in the same token it's just like look what martin luther king was able to do with free speech and look what he was able to accomplish. So, and again, when people are like, okay, well then, you know, limit, limit what, you know, Hitler's saying and, and don't limit, you know, what Martin Luther King is saying. It's like, okay, but you have to understand there are people out there. Okay. And unfortunately, these people are people that work in politics. There are people that work in politics that might've agreed with some of the stuff that Hitler said and disagreed with some of the stuff that Martin Luther King said. Okay. These people in politics, these people are in politics are the ones that make the laws. And then all of a sudden, if yeah, you have a house represented, right. And then now all of a sudden it gets passed because there's more people that disagreed with what Martin Luther King Jr. Said, and now all of a sudden that's the kind of speech that gets silenced. And here's the thing we act, we act like that's not going to happen, but just, Oh, we're, we're, we're so far advanced and look at some of the, the nonsense that, that still happens every day in, well, in the, point the house that, of reps in the Senate. Right. And the, the point I wanted to bring up, and I'm still trying to find this clip, but what Donald Trump said was he, what he really rallied people was based upon the Atlanta DA, uh, the, that is, um, I forgot what county that is. Fulton County, Georgia, uh, the DA is asking because what Trump wanted to do was he wanted to send the NSA down to Atlanta. He wanted to go to Georgia to seize all of the box, all of the ballot boxes the night after the election because he felt there was fraud going down there. And so uh, the Atlanta DA then goes to the point of saying, okay, well, I'm going to open up. She, she wanted to open up a case, uh, to say, and this woman's name is, uh, F- Fannie Willis, who is the pro, the top prosecutor here. 
And she she basically she is investigating Trump for possible criminal interference in Georgia's 2020 presidential election contest. And she wrote a letter to the FBI last uh, Sunday, a week ago yesterday, and she has serious security concerns that were escalated this weekend by the rhetoric of Tom, Donald Trump. And he made him. He said, you know, what he had said was, you know, if they indict me. Then we're gonna. I want to push for the biggest pro. You know, we're gonna see the biggest protest is in Atlanta and in Houston and in D.C. That kind of speech is where there's your fine line right there, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. That's fine line. When I start saying, okay, we're gonna raise some hell, kick some ass, and take some names. That's that's the point. You know, I I go back to. Um, the the young man Michael Brown, Michael Brown, mm-hmm. when when the grand jury did not find enough evidence to to try the to the, try the police officer, black people were outside the police station. They had the right to be there. They had the right to 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 be in that place and to protest, and they were doing it relatively peacefully. Until Michael Brown's, you know, parents got up on top of a cop car and they gave him a megaphone and they started talking. And I, I watched this unfold. This is when Briley was in the hospital. We were glued to the TV because we couldn't leave the hospital. Hospital was under lockdown. And, and Michael Brown's mother said a short, you know, thank you for your support. We're, we're going to fight this and we're going to, you know, and then. Michael Brown's dad gets up on the car and pardon my French and what I say, but to quote him directly, because it still rings true in my ear. He said, let's go out and burn this motherfucker to the ground. He, I don't know if you guys remember that or not, but I remember distinctly sitting there and I looked over at my wife and I mean, they didn't even catch it on live TV. Uh, Fox two or whoever we were watching was Mm -hmm. carrying it. They didn't even catch it live. They couldn't bleep it out fast enough. And I just thought, there goes the neighborhood. Literally, there goes the neighborhood. When you make a statement like that, you have the right to assemble. You have the right to, you know, my father always said, my, your rights, my rights, your rights end where my nose begins. Once you get into my space and you start something, well, they're not, and I don't buy this argument of, well, they don't listen any other way. We're tired of being beat. That's where our system is failing. Donald Trump cannot get over this fact that, and again, I know we have a lot of Trump followers who, who watch our page. I'm waiting. I'm surprised that I haven't seen any comments come up yet. But that he took a fat ass L. Well, yeah. And so he, he loses by, I want to look at this. He loses by 7 million votes, okay? The FBI looked into the election. Each, each of the 50 states had their, which is part of their job, their secretary of state, a number of which were Republican, verify the results. And part of that verification is to look back over, and if ever, and if anybody, and Donald Trump did it in a number of states, he did it in Pennsylvania, he did it in Georgia, he did it in Ohio, he did it in North Carolina, and he said, I want you to look into this because I, you know, before you certify this, please look into this. And each one of these 
Republican-led state houses, state secretaries of state, okay, we're going to look at this. And they could not find any irregularities. And then he asked for independent investigators to look at it, and they still couldn't find anything. I think the only thing they found was maybe a few hundred in Michigan where they had a few hundred, where he got blown out, by the way, but they had a few hundred. They did find there were some people who were dead who were registered and who did vote on that day. But to say that there was a fraud of 7 million people and he would go on and then Trump would go on to say, I'm going to, if I get back in, I'm going to pardon I wouldn't I would think about pardoning those people who were the insurrectionists on the day on January the 6th. <laughs> okay, so now what are you doing? When they use the word they and they rightly so use the word incendiary because what you are doing instead of trying to bring the country together, you're going to use your speech, your right of free speech to drive a wedge further down. And when you make a statement like, we're going to see, I can, and I can guarantee you, if that district attorney in Atlanta brings those charges, there will be riots in Atlanta. I'd almost, I hate to say this, but I, I, I will guarantee it. You know, mark, mark your calendar, January, or February the 7th, 2022, you're going to see riots if that occurs. And he made that statement to cover his own ass. And I don't think that's right. Yeah. I mean, again, free speech, especially when it, when it comes to who, who can it affect? When, when is it time to draw the line? You know, because again, like when you look at Trump, he's just a modern day Jim Jones. Yes. At this point, like that's where he's he's getting to. He, is he's a modern day Jim Jones, many, and people, yeah, are, people are drinking drink up the Kool Aid. Kool-Aid yes, that, yeah, that are that are are in there. It's just we've we're we're so deeply in and thrusted into conspiracy theory, and you know the as much as there is cancel culture, there is the anti cancel culture. Who are you know like trying to create this, give this platform to an individual who clearly at this point, if you if again with those words, like that's incriminating. Like that is you know like, but again it's weird. Like you know we laugh about it, but like there's a great movie out there, one of the best I've ever seen actually. Um, it's called Bruno. Uh, yes. With Sasha Barra Cohen in it. Yep. And at the end of the movie, he, he does this. He he has this event where it's part of the film, where he's throwing a uh, mixed martial arts amateur night right at this coliseum somewhere. I want to say it's Georgia. Uh, I it was. Want to say it was. It was in Georgia. Yes. <laughs> and yes. at the yeah, that. it was called like Straight Dave's like yes, yes, uh, yeah. <laughs> and 
so at the at the end of this movie, he and this other character start making out live in front of this crowd in Georgia, yep. and they lost their Ballistic. minds. And he was charged for inciting a riot. <laughs> And so you see it, you see it with like rappers. I'm pretty sure like Tyler the Creator isn't allowed in like several countries because back in his earlier days, he had incited quote unquote riots when he was like, hey, fans, rush, rush the stage and do this. Yeah. So if, if those individuals can get charged for things like that, then why can't this individual who goes out and says, if they, book me if they press charges if they file charges if they come after me you go right back after at them i mean that is that is huge that is that is uh, it's it'll be it'll be interesting that's that's to say the least because then the the issue is the issue is going to be come atlanta we're going to get eight more different examples of kyle rittenhouse all all over again and i and I was just listening to. Yeah. I was just listening to. I would like to add. We begin. The- go ahead, Travis. What did you say? No, go ahead. Oh, I, I was just wanted to say to kind of maybe end the whole Trump thing. I don't know. Um, I just want to say if Trump was such a great leader, if he was this great president that we had, and this. We're in such a delicate time in America right now. It's just like such a highlight on these extreme things that people are saying. It's creating divide. You know, you have the left, the right, Democrat, Republican, whatever you want to label it as. If he was this great leader that some people claim he is, why is he going on stage and adding further fuel to the fire, creating a further divide instead of being what, doing what a leader should do, and it's unite people? I think that's where Trump really failed. Trump was not able to unite people, and that's where he failed as a leader. He, I, I just, I, his comments were just so. It's like, it, to me, it was obvious when he made that comment. Like he is not a good leader. I'm sorry, I, I've right. I've never been a huge fan of him, but that was just like that's not leadership in my eyes. Well, let me just play this yeah. this little tiny clip of him talking about the pardon. I did find that. Hold on one second. If I run and if I win, we will treat those people from January 6th fairly. We will treat them fairly. And if it requires pardons, we will give them pardons because they are being treated so unfairly. So so when you come and you make that statement, they were treated so unfairly, but yet you play back any of his stuff from the night that it happened and he how he condemned it and what all he said. You know, you're taking you're you're making you're making you're making democracy out to be a mockery. Everything that the First Amendment stands for, you are treating it to democracy because our founding fathers said, you know, you have the right to your opinion. You have your right to your free speech. But when you look somewhere else, you know, when you look into the 14th Amendment, okay, the 14th Amendment is your due process right, 
Okay, that doesn't just extend to your due process rights don't just extend to the courts and to the government and to the laws. It extends to other people. It gives you right the Fourteenth yes. Amendment established first established rights for African American citizens. We have now expanded to say because of your Fourteenth Amendment right, you have the right to do whatever as long as it does not take away someone else's rights. And so people say, oh, well, that means the first and the 14th are in conflict with each other. No, it doesn't. It means you have the right to make that speech until, and here's the line, Travis, we talked about earlier, until you cross over that line and you say, all right, I'm going to say, I'm going to give these guys pardons. And I'm going, because there are, there is that large group of people who are out there. And it is a surprisingly large group of people who are out there. Who called those that that 125 people who got into the into the Capitol building? Called them patriots. That wasn't, and let's call it what it was. I'm sorry. That was an insurrection. That was a attempted coup to overthrow a democratically elected president, who I don't agree with. I don't. I think Joe. I think Joe is out of his gourd. But you know what? Seven million more people voted for that loon than did for the other loon. And you have to respect that the rights of the people who cast that vote. Okay, well, just because I'm pissed off, I'm going to go and... No, that is not the way it works. And we're, we're, losing, we're losing our mind over this. If, it's that whole toddler mentality... That if I don't get my way, I'm going to take my marbles when I go home. And don't you dare say anything that's going to make me even more upset. Because if you do, then I'm going to come back and kick you square in the balls. It doesn't work that way. The beauty of free press, the beauty of, you know, and I hated, I hated the term fake news. I hated that term when Donald Trump came out with the term fake news. If you don't like the channel, change it. If you don't like the narrative, go someplace that supports your narrative and scream it from the mountaintop on that network. I'm sorry, that's just... Blah. No, I, I no. was never quite a fan of it either, but again, it's it just created a divide. Not to, not to defend some of the news networks, because you know, to give President Trump the benefit of the doubt, there was definitely some news networks that were very much against him and attack them in some questions, but um, I, go, go ahead, Sean. <laughs> oh, no, no, I didn't. I, I, I didn't have anything. I was still well, listening. Well, let me so just quote. You. We just had a, uh, one of our viewers, just a really good thing here. And he says, hate to say it, but the people at the top want division. I agree with that 100%. They all yep. want us to be against each other. None of them want unity. It'll always be that way until we, the people, change it. You know? But they put this mentality into people's head that we can't get away from it, and that's the and that's the danger of free speech. When you look at the people who were there, when you look at the people who were there, I mean, you had young, you had old, you had black. There were a number of people behind Trump. I think they were placed there. It said blacks for Trump, and that okay, and you know. You have to, and and I listen. I agree with those people. Now, those people again, 
freedom to assemble. They have the right to be there. They have the right to state their views. They have the right to wear their MAGA hats. They have the right to say, save America. But at some point when you have to realize that that speech is going to drive a deeper wedge that it could cause. And I, and I, I don't want to say that this would happen. I pray to God that this would not happen. But that we will have this divide and that we will, you know, gentlemen, what you saw last year may, you know, what you saw, I'll take that back. What you saw in 2016 was probably, and I hate to say this, but it's probably going to be the last peaceful transfer of power from one president to the next that we will ever see. You know, and all because of speech. I mean, when I said, okay, Donald Trump, and I still say this, Donald Trump on the day, on January the 6th, he had the right to call a rally. He was well within his rights. He, he went to, you know, when you look, he went to Washington, D.C., city council, got a permit, which isn't hard to do, to have a meeting there at the ellipsis there, or the ellipse there at Washington Monument. He had every right to have it there. You know, they had whatever they said, they had 400,000 people there. And then he had, he, he obtained police escorts to block, they, he said, you know, for the attempt to march up to the Capitol, to protest. He, they're well within their rights to do all of that. But when you start and you stick your foot through that window and you walk through, that's where your rights and, and somebody else's begins. And when you, and you know, people split hairs. Well, what he said wasn't inside a riot. Or yes, it did inside. You can, I mean, we've talked about that comment that he made that day. But obviously we can't get into the mind of Donald Trump. But if we did, you know, only there would we know what was the intention of that statement. He chose his words carefully because he knew it would come back to bite him in the ass if he didn't. And he chose his words carefully. He said, hey, this is what I said. It's on record. You got it on tape. Here's what I said. But like you said, Sean, are you going to drink the Kool-Aid? Yeah. I mean. What a what a time. And it, and it will be interesting because if he is the, the, the Republican nomination, you know, then. And if he loses again, then then what? Then what's the next you know discourse of action? It's are we just going to rinse, wash, and repeat and continue this over and over again? And then you know I, I truthfully think because I remember I was here, there were protesters outside of the Capitol in Jeff City yep. that day, yep. and you know they didn't that day, but the next election is is that the day that they try to break into the Missouri State Capitol? No. Is that where capitals across the United States where it's going to start happening? It's just. Can I, uh, Andy, can I ask you a question? Sure. So to go off what you just said about how you, you think that the 2016 election might've been the last peaceful transfer of power we had yes. between presidents and parties. Mm-hmm. Now that we have what we had the last election and what we might see going forward, do you think that this is the beginning of the end of the American democracy. Yes. Without hesitation, yes. American democracy works to meet majority rules and minority rights, okay? 
the majority rules, the minority still has their rights. But you have what was attempted, and I mean, we could go on a whole nother show of this, and I've told you guys about this show that I've watched. It's an HBO documentary. It's called, I think it's either Four Hours in the Capitol or Six Hours in the Capitol. And it talks about the beginning and the end. It has tons of phone footage from both sides. It interviewed people from both sides. It interviewed DC cops. It interviewed uh, it, one of the guys, one of the one of the Capitol Police guys, was a guy who voted for Trump, and he got severely injured. Oh. You know, and he, he basically said, "I lost all respect for the man." And he said, "Well, why do you think?" Why were you guys so short-staffed for so long? And again, this is this cop saying this. He says, I believe, and he didn't, of course, he didn't have anything to substantiate this, but he knew enough. He said, I believe that Trump wanted the Capitol be, to be taken so he could declare martial law so he could uphold, so he could suspend the results of the election. That is abuse of power. That is, and that's and that's a dangerous thing for that guy to say. But when I look at the peaceful, you know, and uh, I still remember the 2012. I can tell you where I was at the night of the 2012 election. Um, Larry Logan and, and and I were giving. We actually were called to speak at a. Um, it was a uh, uh, edu- intro to education class over at Mizzou, and. And we were talking about it, and at the time, Romney was winning until the big states came in, and then Obama won. And we both, and of course, you know, Larry's an old history teacher before he became principal, and on our way back home, we just said, well, the people have spoken. It's, you know, we're going to have another successful, you know, democracy worked. That's that, you know, and... Even with Trump, and even when Trump won, I was like, "Well, you know." And Obama was so civil. I mean, they had him up there to the White House. They walked through the White House. They did their photo ops. They did, you know, they hung out together and they did the political. You never saw that with the Bidens and the Trumps. Yeah. And to me, it when you cross and and here and this will be my last statement on this. When you cross a line that involves the Constitution and constitutional rights, whether you agree with it or not, whether you agree with somebody else's statement, whether you agree or not with some, once that line is crossed, there's no going back. And we've set ourselves up. Now, I can guarantee you, they'll, they'll at, in 2024, to certify that election, I guarantee you the National Guard is going to have tanks surrounding that, that Capitol building. I guarantee you, Sean, if if you would have you're about ready to finish your stint out, but I guarantee you, you you would have been called to Washington D.C. and you would have been right there in that front line in 2024 because I'm afraid of that's what's that's what's going to happen. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, I already know that we had plenty of National Guardsmen from Missouri that got sent to D.C. for different protests and stuff like that. So it it won't surprise me. Yeah, and I think that's just. That's Unfortunately, it. the name of the beast yeah. where that's what it's going to be is that it's it's almost going to seem like it's two rival nations, you know, like signing a, a, a temporary peace treaty whenever it comes to the exchange of transfer of power and into the house. It's 
Hey, it's the new Ugh. normal. This is all the new normal, guys. Man, as long as they're six feet apart with masks, we will be golden. <laughs> Two masks. Yeah. Two. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, again, as always, um, a great conversation. I know we, we, we didn't get to a couple things, and we'll definitely make sure we, we hit them next week for sure in the, in the following week. Um, again, just a quick reminder for our listeners, if you guys do choose to listen live, we will be live February 15th on that Tuesday, 2022, unless something changes. Uh, so for our listeners that might listen to us on their morning drive in the morning on Tuesday, be prepared to have to listen on Wednesday. Again, a quick reminder, we are all now also on Twitch, Voice of Reason Podcast 2021. We are also on Twitch. So please make sure that um, next week, if you guys could just turn a phone on or uh, your laptop or something, put us on in the corner. You can even set it to mute if you're not going to be listening at that time, um, just so that our, our, view camp, our view count on Twitch can go up. Uh, please make sure you guys give us a like, share, and subscribe everywhere you guys do choose to follow us, whether it be here on Facebook, um, whether it's Spotify, even if even if you're going to listen tomorrow morning or if you're listening to us um, on your drive right now, wherever it is that you are, please, whenever you complete this episode, click that share button, just copy the link, send send a message to a couple of friends and just say, hey, you might like this or you might not like this. Please check these guys out. Uh, it'll it'll help them out. So because as we continue to do those things and as our viewer count grows and as our downloads grow and our, our streamers grow, uh, we will be able to do more with advertising. We'll be able to pull more so we have more resources so that we can create better content, bring clearer content, all kinds of good stuff for you guys. So um, that is the plan that we have for 2022 is to grow this brand, is to grow the podcast. And we want to grow the podcast just so that we can give you guys better content. Thankfully, all three of us have full-time jobs. So we're not having to like make a living off this. But the income that we have from this can provide better, more quality, great content for you guys. So we definitely do appreciate every last one of you guys that do like, share, and listen. So Again, uh, you guys can find us on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, right now on Facebook Live, Twitch, and YouTube. Uh, make sure to check out our Instagram and our Twitter page. Make sure you guys check for our new polls that we will be letting out throughout the rest of the week. And they are not the kind of polls that your mom worked at during college. These are the good <laughs> there kind. There it so, is. There it is. Hey, I've been saving it all, all <laughs> night. Oh, so, gentlemen, before we sign off, is there anything that you guys would like to add? Thank you, guys. Thank you guys for listening. See you All next right. week. We'll see you guys next week.